Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Cryptid Zone. My name is Jeremy Hughes. Why did I say... I fucked it up immediately. <laughs> Do you want to go I... again? It's okay. You can go again. <laughs> it's all right. No, this no, we're in area. it now. You can go we're again. In we're in it. No, we're no. In it. Well, I... In that... Well, all right. We can't... Well, we can't... Otherwise, we'll just have to read... Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, just go right now. Go right now. <laughs> Everyone who's listening can just, like, pretend that that didn't happen. Yeah, ha- hello. Why are we like this? Why am I like this? Sorry, I didn't mean to lump you in with me. I mean, it is like, you know, 10 a.m. on a Sunday. It is 10 a.m. on a Sunday. It's too early. Not for me, though. I've had a full day, so. Wow, what did you do? I just, you know, been out and about, doing stuff, PhD in. Yeah. You know how it is. I do know how it is. Yeah. yeah. Everything yeah. happens all the time. <laughs> so much it's yeah. it's like it's like smash mouth said you know the days start coming and they don't stop coming yeah something about hitting the ground running yeah my yep. god yeah i i appreciate that you played that like you don't know all of the lyrics to that song trying to maintain well, no. some sort of cred <clears throat> no we so, all know so, we all know no, the song no the actually to that song. I, I we all a... know everyone else does no, too. no 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 wait i have a i have a blind spot <laughs> Where there's that okay. one bit that I, because it's the day stop coming and they don't stop coming, something, 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 and I hit the ground running. But I always like blah, 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 blah through that bit because I don't know what it is. And like, you can tell me, but I won't remember. This is the thing is, it's not that I don't know. It's that whenever <laughs> oh, I, I see, know I it, it's, just it, like a it, it's like a, right. Yeah. It's like, it's like when you're driving or, you know, how your eyes have like a blind spot where you can't see it. For some reason, that line, I'm like doomed yeah. to never remember it ever to never know yeah i'm now like really paranoid that i don't remember them properly are okay we, we're just gonna are we looking up the lyrics i did i did it was fed to the rules and i hit the ground running what, is, what does that mean to the, to the rules you just eat? have to feel it in your soul no or or were you fed to the rules you know right 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 but but, but no, the rules like... is like the man yeah, I know, but are You're we... You're by are the we... system. Okay, so it's metaphorical. I was going to say, that's like a really good yeah. horror movie premise. Like, the rules can eat you. Um, I mean, it could be that as well. Or maybe there's something, uh, like, involving, like, the government. This is like a conspiracy. Like, the feds, you know, from, from the feds to the rules. And then we hit the ground running because we are running away from the feds. And also the oh, rules. Okay. <laughs> 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 also, presumably, fell off something tall. But you hit the ground running, so you can't have fallen off something too tall. Uh, yeah, that's true. You're in some. You maybe parkour off a off a wall or something, or out a window. This was like a premonition of Captain America Two: Winter Soldier, when he does like jump out of that building, out of the the shield base in DC, uh-huh. and then just yeah. does start running. So, really, Smash Math just wanted us to know about the plot of. Captain America 2, Winter Soldier. It, it's, a, it's a great film. <laughs> it's a great film and also is clearly always on my mind because that was just what came to me in that moment. Yeah. I'm always uh, thinking about Steve Rogers. We, we all always are. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. But sadly, we're not here to talk about Steve Rogers. We could be. What I if mean, we, we rebranded be, this as the But Rogers I want to talk zone. about your cat. Oh, okay. I mean, Let's talk about the I cat. Would, <laughs> I would happily talk about Steve Rogers forever because I 
do love him very, very, very deeply. Yeah. But like the last time we recorded, we were like, hey, maybe you should get a cat. And yeah. we did. Did get a cat. That's true. <laughs> Her name is Robin. Yeah. She's not anywhere here that I can see. She's probably in the bedroom. She might come and be annoying at some point. She loves to play fetch. I have seen a video of this with her little spring toy. I see a little spring toy right by me now. When she wants to play, she just pads up next to you with a spring in her mouth and just like gently drops it by your feet. And then you can pick up the spring and throw it. And then she goes to get it and brings it back. Yeah. She's so cute. That's amazing. (sighs) Yeah. Also, she's destroyed all our furniture. Oh. Well. Yeah. She, less cute. I don't. I don't know what to say. Yeah, uh, but the spring's the, cute. The spring is cute. Yeah, maybe she'll yes. she'll stop by in a little bit and be annoying and disrupt our podcast. Only time will tell. <laughs> well, I mean, we have had cat special guests on this podcast before, so that's true. That is, there is precedent. There is precedent. There is feline precedent. A f- feline mm-hmm. precedent. Okay, never mind. Let's carry on. <gasps> That's like a Bojack Horseman thing. I know. <laughs> yes. <There's>... Anyway. <laughs> anyway. I've got cats. Uh, Bojack Horseman. Mm-hmm. Right. We're talking about cryptids. That's, we're talking, that's why we're yeah. here. Let's let's talk about the cryptids that yes. we're talking about. Which is the melon heads. Uh huh. Yep. Those are the ones. Which was I, suggested I... to us by some listeners. Cool. I'll tell you about Thank in you a second. Listeners. Yeah. Yeah. I, no. I, I think I think it was um, Tom and Jake. Okay. Uh, who suggested it? Thanks, Tom and Jake. You know who you are. I'm gonna I, check I this. I don't know who who these people are, but okay. Well, I know who they are. All right, fine. Well, at least one of us does. <laughs> it was Tom Thanks, and Jake. Thanks, Tom and Jake. Oh, yeah. Thanks, friends. <laughs> Thank you for listening to us, putting us in your mm-hmm. ears. Thank you, all of you. Yeah. Hi. Hi. We hope you're having a good day. We're in a weird mood today. All right. I know. It's me. It's 10 a.m. I don't know what's happening. I'm just talking. I don't, I don't know. This is what my life has become. Just talking at 10 a.m.? Yeah. Being awake. You know what? I would listen to like like a blues song about that. So instead of like, oh, my troubles are so hard, my woman left me or whatever, just like it's 10 a.m. and I'm awake, cool blues guitar riff, you know? Can you picture yep. it in your head? Oh, yeah. I don't need to. <laughs> oh, y'all, this is about to be a, uh, a live on air impromptu performance by the one, the only, the incredible Jeremy Hughes. How are you? I Were timed you that a... so well. For as soon as you sat back down, I hit your name. I, I, I have an amazing in, announcer. You're an earphone, so I heard none of that. I assume you were doing some kind of radio announcer bit. All right, hit hit us. It's it's 10 a.m. and I'm awake. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta talk to people. I don't have another line. <laughs> keep it keep it coming. Just give us a really cool riff. There we go. 
Job done. Perfect. Beautiful. Musical interlude. <sighs> okay. God, this is this yep. is really off the rails, huh? Yeah. <laughs> this is a cryptid podcast. Thank you for joining us. We're very serious all the time. We've never been serious in our lives. I uh, no. I don't. I don't know her. Nope, not at all. All right. Anyway, melon heads. More of like an urban legend than a cryptid, I would say. Yeah, I. Hmm. I have mixed feelings about this one, honestly. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> do you want to? I do, do have wanna... a very fun story. Okay, for, good for us. Yes. Okay. I'm glad to hear that. But cool. So this won't just be yes. completely a, a huge bummer. Yes, which most of it is just a bummer. <laughs> uh, yeah, it kind of sucks. <laughs> okay, yeah. shall I shall I do a, a brief brief yeah. intro yeah, yeah, yeah. on this? Yep. So Melonheads yeah. come from, I guess, mm, I was going to say Midwest, but not really. Like actually, well, there's like three different versions. Yeah, the Michigan, yeah. the Ohio, and the Connecticut, which are like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Michigan and Ohio are kind of close. Connecticut is a long way away, so it's weird that. Yes. These three specific places have like versions of this. Yeah. The basic premise is that the melon heads are like small humanoids with bulbous heads who like mm-hmm. come out from hiding places and attack people. Yep. Is the short version. And then there's a bunch of like folklore stuff and history and and you know, urban legends. Um but that's that's pretty much the Cliff Notes version. Do you have any yeah. anything to add there before we um, talk well, about? Should we do should we do like each each version, like each place's version? Oh, I don't know if I separated this out by what do I have? I think I have the Michigan version here. Okay. But if you if you um if you have a breakdown, then take oh, it away, my friend. You know I have a breakdown. Uh-huh. So the Michigan version is mostly based around a place called Felt Mansion, which I'd like to mm-hmm. get to in a moment because I did some research into there. Yep. And the woods of Ottawa County. And the main thing is that they were children uh, with, I'm going to try to pronounce it, but probably going to get it wrong, uh, Hydrocephalus, mm-hmm. um, who lived in an it. insane asylum. Yeah, which essentially just means that like fluid is retained in their heads. Right. Yes, and then they were abused, and then they were released, and they turned feral. Yeah. Yes, which is a massive... This is just a recurring theme, that essentially it is just demonizing people with disability is the main yeah. theme of the Melonheads uh-huh. stories. It's, it's Yeah, it's not good. It's a bad time. We're just telling you that now, <laughs> which is why this is going to be a bad time. So we're going to talk... Uh-huh. I, I found research about other things that aren't just making fun of disabled people in the past good so anyway some versions of the story uh are essentially in michigan essentially it's either that they were like children or they were at a say asylum and somehow they escaped sometimes there's a doctor involved who abused them sometimes he's nice to them but you know that's the basic gist um uh-huh. and then there was a 2011 film called the melon heads that was based on the michigan version of the legend which mm-hmm. we will also circle back to. Nice. I tried because there was stories. A... Oh, good, 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 good. I tried to find <laughs> the the other film, is but I, I couldn't find it anywhere. Yes. Yeah. Magically. But anyway, I looked up Felt Mansion a bit where where this happened. Mm-hmm. So 
Felt Mansion was built by this guy called Dor Felt. He was uh, born in 1862, and he invented a calculating machine to help accountants. Mm-hmm. And according to, oh my gosh, what was her name? Pat Meyer, who read, uh, led the Felt Mansion restoration progress, Dorfeld's machine was the first like adding machine that could do all four math functions. So it was Whoa. a pretty fucking big deal. Uh-huh. Yeah, so he became massive millionaire. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. So he uh, opened a factory in 1889. He married Agnes uh, McNulty, 1891, bought this land in Michigan for a summer home, built this massive house uh, in 1827, finishes in 1828. In 1828, Agnes dies on the estate really suddenly, right? Oh, no. Don't know any details. Just really sudden death. So then uh-huh. Dory marries. His new wife prefers to stay in the city, not go to the summer home. Understandable from my perspective. Yeah. Creepy right? mansion. Right. Yeah. Like if you like marry this millionaire and he's like, oh, do you want to go to my summer home where my first wife died? You'd be like, no, I'm good. Thank you, actually. <laughs> actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, it's just that I prefer the city, and it's not your creepy dead wife's ghost. So, anyway, he dies in 1930. I mean, yeah, pretty soon after. His kids keep it from 1949, and then they sell it to the Chicago province of the uh, Augustian Order of the Catholic Church, and it becomes a seminary prep school. Cool. Standard. Yeah. So then, 1962, uh, it starts being used for nuns. And then they also build a new seminary in the grounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after the nuns don't want it anymore, I guess, uh, 1977, the state of Michigan bought the mansion and turned it into a police post and also prison. The prison closed in 91, and now it's a protected historical site. So to sum up, somebody died there really suddenly when it was owned by a millionaire. Then it was a seminary. Then it was a convent. And then it was a police station slash prison. So even if the Melonheads thing isn't true, there is definitely some haunted shit happening oh, there. Oh, you know it. There's some <laughs> freaky shit going on. Yeah. Like, no wonder there are weird urban legends. That is just not a fun story. <laughs> That's a menagerie of ghosts you got right there. <laughs> yes. Oh, I got to plug in my laptop real quick. Sorry. It's going to die. Ah. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Listeners, you're left with me once again. Lois, your co-host. Don't really have much to add while Jeremy's gone. I feel like I should be telling you some secrets, but I don't really have any fun secrets at the moment. Um, Just, you know, been reading comic books. Y'all read Squirrel Girl? Uh, I think Jeremy's almost back. Oh, Hello. Jeremy is back. No, he's plugging in his laptop. Hey, Jeremy's back. I'm plugged in. Hooray! What's new? Uh, I was just telling the listener secrets. Oh, no. What kind of secrets? My secrets? (laughs) Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know how I know all of your secrets? Yeah. (laughs) Jeremy has the look of a man who's quickly trying to remember what secrets he's shared. (laughs) my mind is like a fortress (laughs) um anyway now that we have taken care of the laptop situation oh hello (laughs) is she here she's here the queen the 
Queen's here. <gasps> Robin! Her Majesty has arrived. Hey, Robin. If you all do not follow uh, Jeremy on the internet, you should definitely do so, because there are many beautiful pictures of Robin. It's all there is these days. It was a very beautiful cat. Like, an uh, objectively beautiful cat. She's so good. Robin. Oh, she's so cute. Anyway, back to the podcast. <laughs> yes, right. Okay, so... Uh, there's also an Ohio version of the story of the Melonheads, which is takes place in Kurtland, which is a suburb of Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Similar situation: children who were tested on by an evil doctor and then got out for a mm-hmm. reason. You pick your favorite, uh, and that's yeah. that's this is the one that the 2020, uh, 2010 film Legend of the Melonheads is based on, which is the one that you tried to look up. And then we have the Connecticut version, which is all, there's like loads of versions all over Southwest Connecticut. Um, And again, it's just like, oh, they were at this mental asylum, Fairfield County in Connecticut, and escaped Mm. into the woods and then interbred and just real bummer. Um, Yeah. There is actually a version I found where it said it was descendants of a colonial era family from Trumbull, who were banished to the woods after being accused from witchcraft. So I want to know, do they know the Leeds family? Is there like like a homeschooling network situation yep. happening of like weird witch families of New uh-huh. England? Yeah. I see you there with your, yeah. with your pin boards, with your red, t- red yarn, <laughs> tying yeah. things together. Yeah. That's it. The cryptozone yeah, so like cinematic just... universe. <laughs> Yes. So it's, you know, like there's a, there was like that, like line of dolls with a, like an accompanying TV show where they were all like the daughters of various monsters and they went to high school together. It's no. like this. What? But with that the melon great. heads and the Jersey devil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. How uh, Did you not have these dolls in, in the UK? Maybe we did. I personally did not. <laughs> what were they called? I remember I them being... Know advertised uh i'm googling was it just monster high that sounds uh, that, right that rings a bell yeah they were like of that same era of like when brat started being a thing oh, that's after my time no this looks too recent they said it was invited in 2010 but i definitely remember this from earlier maybe it was a fever dream yeah oh some great names here <laughs> frankie stein i see what you did there <laughs> draculaura yeah. Wow. <laughs> Julia Yelps. Jesus. Yep. <sighs> These are just top quality uh, names here. Mm-hmm. Cleo Denial. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So anyways, this is the situation with the, the Jersey Devil and the Melon Heads, says me. And then there's loads of the, the stories for local areas say that uh, the... The melon heads can be seen on Dracula Drive, but there's never actually a place called Dracula Drive. There's just sort of like a road in each town that's known as Dracula Drive. Right. I see. So I was wondering if, if this was like one of those situations where like, so you know how, I don't, or maybe you don't know, but I feel like loads of people I've talked to who go to various or have gone to various UK universities, there's always like one road that is known as Rape Alley to the students. Yeah. Even though probably no one has ever been raped there. Mm-hmm. But, like, just every campus seems to have one. Yeah. So I was wondering if maybe this is, like, a similar situation with Dracula Drive, where just every town in Connecticut has one. Maybe. Despite the fact that there have probably been no vampires. How probably, though? 
I feel like vampires hate Connecticut, and I don't know why I feel this, but it, it's like a truth that is just coming from within me. No, I, I disagree. Okay, I feel like okay. Connecticut Prove me, is... Prove me wrong. Okay, here we go. <laughs> like a lot of a lot of people living in like suburban mm-hmm. communities mm-hmm. in Connecticut. It's like the perfect mm-hmm. place to like, oh, let's you know, we're I'm a I'm a vampire, I have my vampire spouse and and we and all the vampires on the cul de sac get together once a month, you know, mm-hmm. a new family moves in and we invite them over for dinner. And then that's the joke, is they're the dinner. We're having them for dinner. See? Wow. You know what? Okay. Also, I'm thinking, Jay Gatsby, he's from Connecticut. Right. Vampires definitely go to that kind of party. Right, 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 right. This is what I'm saying, is is there's a lot of, like, Mm. insular communities, right? You don't have to worry about people. People are, like, really wealthy. Right, right, right. So you can live in your vampire mansion... And all your vampire mm. pals live in their mansions too, and it gets Connecticut, yeah. so no one ever goes there. So people leave you the fuck yeah. alone. And if someone disappears okay, in so Connecticut and gets eaten, no one will notice. I I'd like to revise my previous statement, which is that there are definitely vampires in Connecticut, but not on dirt roads. Okay, all right, yeah. If they right were there. like, oh, Dracula Drive is in like, you know, West Egg. I know more we're doing more Gatsby references I'd be Uh like yes that makes sense right but like random dirt road no absolutely not yeah in Connecticut Dracula Drive is a gated community yes yeah absolutely alright yeah okay so uh, let's see shall um, most most of the variations of these stories that I found are just boring so I don't really want to go through all of them yeah I'm good with that what I instead want to do is tell you about the melon heads film from 2011 please it's all i want <laughs> okay so we've said there were two films one in 2010 and one in 2011 and i texted mm-hmm. you and we're like hey do you want to watch one each you know mm-hmm. this you were there you were part of this I was. conversation i was it's true yes and you were like oh i'll watch the one in 2010 and in my head i was like excellent because the one in 2011 has an imdb page so it's definitely going to be a better film that i can find more easily right i was like haha this jeremy tricked himself right i was wrong i was wrong so i started looking for this film there's just Uh nothing about it except the imdb page and a youtube page that says this video has been taken down for copyright infringement there's (laughs) nothing else great nothing at all great yeah yeah so then i was like no, I'm not going to let this beat me. And I enlisted the help of uh, my friend and yours, a uh, friend of the pod, Ben, to help me find this video, who uh, listeners may remember is the one who found the Cake Boss episode of the Jersey Devil when we were like, we can't find this episode. Yeah. Right? Thanks, Ben. So yep. I, was, I was like, if anyone can find this video, Ben can find it. But Ben came up to the same problem that I did, just the IMDb page and this dead YouTube link. Mm-hmm. But instead of being like, well, guess this is the end, Ben emailed the the um, copyright like company in Austria <laughs> who had taken down the video. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, Please continue. <laughs> what? Hmm? please continue yes Yes. so uh 
So anyway, so they emailed back like a week later and we're like, oh, it got taken down for this use of music that's been used in one of our other holdings, right? This is the second point of the story where I would have given up if yep. I were Ben. Uh-huh. But Ben was like, oh, no, we'll email back again being like, oh, well, like, thank you for looking into this. So because Ben emailed back, the company emailed again and we're like, you know what? We looked into it and the use of music that got flagged up is actually in public domain. So the video shouldn't have been taken down. So we're going to put it back up. Wow. And so this video, this movie got returned to YouTube. Oh, um, my God. And then... The production company or the, the this copyright company was like, you can contact the owner of this video if you want to let them know that it's um, been put back up. But the only contact information is a Google Plus page, which links to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good Lord. Um, so anyway, we did get this video returned to YouTube. Uh, this is Cryptid Zone having a tangible impact on the community. Put it on oh, your yeah. impact forms, you know. So you're welcome, world. So if you want to mm-hmm. go watch the Melonheads film from 2011, you can do so. But you shouldn't because we're going to re-enter a, uh, uh, a segment of this podcast I like to call Lois Overexplains Bad Films About Cryptids. Okay. We need to officially make this a segment <laughs> in the show. Well, I mean, I figure you've got your, like, monster monster quest thing. Yeah. Do we, do we want to give it a snappier name or do we want it to have a non-snappy name? Well, I figured like every other segment I've made up for myself has had a very long name. Yeah, um, this is the thing is so I don't like, remember any of them. However, most of the segments I've made up have been like a one-time thing. And if right. this is this is becoming a regular thing. So, so I don't know. Bad Films yeah, I, with Lois. Okay. Bad Films with Lois. Um, yes. I feel like we could work well, actually, that a little bit, but... Yeah. If you're listening and you have a suggestion, please tweet yeah. us at Cryptid Zone. But do it nicely. What does that mean? Like, I want it in the form of a formal letter to whom it may concern. What? In a tweet? Per. <laughs> yes. You have 240 characters. I expect all of them to be used. <laughs> per your last podcast. Uh... <laughs> oh, good lord. Um. We'll also accept uh, like a a tweet that is just like a screenshot of a formal letter with a letterhead. That's fine yeah. too. Yes. Or like a fax situation. Yeah, if you could actually fax us, that would be great. <laughs> I don't have a fax machine, but figure it out. Yeah, just like make a PDF form and then email us. Uh, yeah. As well. Yeah. Uh, one of the two. So yeah. Yeah. So anyway, this film. Uh-huh. Are you ready for it? Yes. <laughs> All right. So it opens with a clip of like an old film. We're talking like 1950s, like not uh-huh. quite Twilight Zone, but that kind of feel. Right, talking right. about how this film is a massive step forward for filmography. Wow. Yep. And then it's all like sepia tones with the cast list and mood setting shots of the town. And then there's like a weird guitar playing, right? <laughs> and then... We get to the first scene, and uh, it's what is supposed to be a grad student's office. The main character, his name is uh, Brian, and he's meant to be a, a PhD student. Um, mm-hmm. Now, you're familiar with the office of a PhD student. Yes, very. I'm I'm familiar with the office of a PhD student. Uh-huh. And this, they just didn't get it right. It's an okay. empty desk with, like, three empty bottles on the shelf, you know, like... 
where are the books? Where are the papers yeah. that should be in an order? But they're not. Where is just like the overwhelming feeling of desperation? Yep. Uh huh. All all absent. All absent. Where? Yeah. Where? Where is the the? If you I, like, you flashbacks. know it's a PhD student says because you're like this is a person who's in a hard time of their lives. Yeah. When did they last see the sun? Smells like suffering. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh huh. So a girl comes in. Yep. And starts talking about believing in myths. No explanation for who she is. Mm-hmm. And Brian's all, mm, I don't believe this sort of thing. And then this girl is just like, oh, the melon heads killed my dad. Really blasé about it. Mm. Right? Oh, Real b- sad. B- and then Brian is, like, <laughs> Brian is like, well, now that you've said something, I'm going to go to Michigan and, and investigate this. So okay. he leaves. It is later established that she is his fiancée, so it seems very weird to me that he's like, I'm going to go investigate your dad's death, and she doesn't come with him like that. And also, like, is this news to him? Where she's like, my dad was (laughs) killed by monsters. (laughs) I just forgot to bring it up until now. I just thought I would swing by your office and tell you this important thing I forgot (laughs) until right now. However procrastinating doing your phd to chase up some stories about cryptids very relatable yeah yeah 100 percent plausible <laughs> based on real life experiences uh-huh. right so brian goes to michigan and he immediately goes into a bar the bar is shot in somebody's basement home everyone is wearing socks in this scene and not shoes because they're inside somebody's house this is a reoccurring theme of this film that people are just wearing socks when they should be wearing shoes uh, inside the house for the purposes of the plot res- respectful of the floor <laughs> It's just very jarring <laughs> that everyone's in socks. There is a small altercation in the bar, and everyone's in socks. <laughs> Do they like slip around in their socks? <laughs> it's just a bit is weird. it like a slip and slide? <laughs> it should be. Um, right. So Brian orders a drink, starts talking about melon heads. There's the bartender and Alan, and Alan is like the town drunk. Ah, uh, Alan. Yep. Alan and bartender get into a fight. And then Alan, like, stumbles out of the bar and then is killed by melon heads. Like, cool. What? Like, they get They hit you with that one. Right. How, right do, they, a, a... how do the melon heads kill Alan? Uh, I, I just attack him. It's not very clear. Okay. You don't really get to see the melon head. They reveal that to you later. Oh, is it like a, oh, like off, off camera, like... It's that, like, oh, the camera is coming at Alan while he's on the ground and is like, ah, and he, like, flails uh... around a bit. Of course. Yeah. yeah it's a POV classic. POV of the melon head. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. Really, really putting us inside the shoes of the melon head, or rather the socks of the melon head, if you will. <laughs> Precisely. Yeah. Uh, so Brian has heard that this guy, Joe Dobbs, his daughter was killed by melon heads. Lots wait, of people... wait, wait. Joe Dobbs? Yes, Joe Dobbs. Yes. What a name. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Joe is like rightfully suspicious of some guy coming around about and asking about his dead daughter mm-hmm. and then so joe and his wife are like yeah no we're gonna let brian help and then joe goes to brian's motel room to tell him about the melon head stuff and just like is like hey i brought you this coffee but it's just like a ceramic mug you know oh. like it's not like hey i stopped at the dunkin donuts and here's like a travel mug it's like of I, coffee. I got a mug from my cupboard <laughs> poured coffee into it and then walked over here holding it 
No, like, had to drive in my car to the motel. Oh, oh, oh. That would have gone all <laughs> over the passenger seat. <laughs> Joe, come on. Do better. <laughs> Try harder. Yes. Um, so then they just leave Joe's truck to take Brian's 1994 Toyota Camry to go hunt the melon heads, which okay. doesn't seem like a good idea to me. He I don't know. has a Camry's truck. Camry's a reliable vehicle. Yeah, but it's a 94 Camry. That's not meant for monster hunting. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I understand he owns that car because he is a grad student, but also yeah. you want something a bit higher. You know, that truck's got like a bit more. Uh, uh, That's true. Yeah, it's it. got some heft to it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're not Plus, like be more storage for your monster fighting stuff. Yep. Yeah, yeah. your crossbow, your broadsword. Yeah, so they go to the river to set a trap, but have brought nothing with them to set said trap because they're in the 94 Camry. And then they find a massive footprint and are like, that looks like it could be a melon head. No understanding of how they knew this. And then they're like, Mm -hmm. why don't we just sit by this river and see if a melon head shows up? Again, they have no weapons with them and have brought a Camry. Yeah, that's actually a popular, like, wildlife (laughs) experts, like, animal catchers. That's usually what they do, right? They're like, oh, there's been reports of some jaguar attacks in this area. So we're just going to sit here until the jaguar comes with no equipment. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So then they have a heart to heart. And uh, and I think that they're in love, actually, uh, Joe and Brian. Aww. Brian reveals that he raises llamas with his fiance. Wow. <laughs> yep. And then Joe has a moment where he goes, I thought you were vegetarian. Yeah. This but- has no relevance to anything. Yeah, does he think he kills and eats the llamas? Does he kill and eat the llamas? <laughs> I think that it was that this is Joe Code asking Brian out. I think oh, that that's is he? Uh, right. rural rural code for gay. Okay. Yeah. You seem like the sort of person who frequents vegan brunch locales, you know? Yeah. Yep, okay. <laughs> I'm on board. Yep. Now before they can kiss, they hear a melon head scream. And then it charges them because they have no weapons. So they Mm -hmm. run away, they get in the Camry, and then Joe is like, oh my gosh, we have to do something. They might kill a kid. Joe, they killed your kid. Yeah, that's why he said that. What? That's why he, surely that's why he said that. He was like, oh, they might kill a kid. And then the subtext is, like, my kid, who is dead. Well, no, but then then after, like, 30 seconds, he goes, they killed my daughter. Oh, as if he's just he realizing it. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's a high-stress yeah. situation. But then Joe's like, hey, Brian, why don't you come and stay in the spare room at my house? My wife won't mind. That's a direct quote. Uh-huh. And then they puts on the record while they look at weapons. Very romantic. Uh-huh. They look at a whole bunch of guns, and then they look online to see if anyone else has had an encounter with melon heads. Yes, he mm-hmm. has. This guy called Wayne. They show up, and Joe's like, oh, yeah, my daughter was killed by melon heads. And Wayne's like, what? I hadn't heard about that. <laughs> How big is this town? That they didn't hear about a, a little girl getting killed by a monster, you know? Let's let's do a, uh, let's do a, a name recap real quick. So we've got a Brian. We've got a Wayne. Yep. We've got a Joe. Yep. We've got yep. what was the other one? Uh, Alan. Alan. Okay. He died though. Alan. Alan did die. Do we? Yeah. Okay. Someone is not good at naming characters. Nope. Uh, also, don't get too attached to Wayne because he's about to die. Oh no, Wayne! 
So he gets killed by a melon head, and uh-huh. this is just a very high murder rate for nobody to like believe the melon heads. We've got three people who've died so far. No, yeah. four, mm. and no one believes it. Yep, and then and then Brian and Joe shit talk Alan, who I will remind you has died. So that's rude. Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> yep. Then they get attacked by the melon head. It is it is life or death fighting here, right? Mm-hmm. Seems like Joe dies. Seems like Brian dies, but they're fine. Then they shoot the melon head, but then Joe does die. No, so that's sad. Joe. And then Brian tells Joe's wife, but is very just like. Your husband's died. <laughs> We're reaching the end of the film. All you right? don't get a name. <laughs> she does not. So then it's two day, two weeks later. Brian's girlfriend is back, her fiance, okay. and they go to visit Joe's grave, right? Yeah. Uh, Brian makes the bold choice of wearing checked shorts to the cemetery for this occasion. Okay. It's yep. a bold, and then, bold but brave move. Has the best, possibly the best line in cinematic history. Okay, hit me. Are you ready? He goes, yep. I wonder if this rain symbolizes Joe's death. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the thing about symbols in film is sometimes the audience don't get them, you know? Sometimes you put a symbol in there and the audience is like, hmm, I wonder if this is a symbol. Probably not. So in order to make sure the audience understands it's the symbol, you have to mm-hmm. make it 100% clear. If there's one thing that's important in filmmaking, it's clarity. And often yes, the best but way... Like you don't you don't want to be obvious about it, you know? Well, this is my point, is it's better to be obvious <laughs> than for them to not get it. You want to be yeah. completely sure they'll get it. And often the best way to do that is to say, it's like the end of, it's exactly like the end of Blade Runner, right? Where he's like, yeah. you know, this rain symbolizes yeah. me crying. And <laughs> yes. how my tears mix in with the rain is a symbol for being lost and dying or something. The famous speech yes. where he's like, let me explain the symbolism to you. Yes. Yeah, no, I think this is probably what they were going for yeah. in the Malahad's film. Yes, then you're like, well, this has been this has been a weird hour and a half of my time watching this, and you're like, but it, this film seems like it's coming to an end, and it's it's been kind of a, a decently sensible time. So yeah. then Brian and his fiance get into a car, and they're driving away, and then a melon head jumps out of uh, from the side of the road and attacks them, and then the film ends. You don't know what happens. Well, they're setting it up for a sequel, obviously. And also oh, yeah, there's no, the, the post-credit right. scene where the Mothman and the and Sasquatch. Well, they established the Avengers. Yeah, Nick Fury comes in. He's like, Mothman, <laughs> we need you. <laughs> I'd watch that. You you see uh you see the, the, the car and on the on the side there's a little logo and it says Moth Industries. And they're tying it back in. Mm. Yes, because uh um what did they make in that place? It was like a where Mothman lives. Uh, something to do with weapons, explosives. Yep. Mothman dynamite, makes weapons. Right? Yeah, Mothman. Is Mothman's just, just there, like I am Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. there's a there's a, a a hip and trendy moth joke here somewhere about lights, but I can't find it at the moment. So if somebody else could just figure that out for me. Yeah, just just imagine we made the joke and then laugh. Yep. Thanks. 
So good. Such a good joke. <laughs> we have such a supportive audience. That's what I, I like about them. Thank you. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, and then and then the film ends. And um, uh, yeah, there's no contact information for uh, any of the people who made this film. And also, the director's name is misspelled on the IMDb page. Great. How long is the film? I think it's a solid hour and a half. Okay. Uh, good, good 19. Good 90 minutes. Huh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Let me let me check this for you. Oh no, it's fifty minutes. Nope. Wait, is this right? Hmm. Anyway, no, it's a it's a full length film. It's a good time as any, really. Can't find it anymore. Oh, maybe, uh, maybe YouTube destroyed again. it again. Yeah. The ultimate cryptid. Anyway, I had a good time watching it, so that you don't have to. Great. Thank you so much. Yep. That was Jenny. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, I'm here to help. <sighs> and I appreciate you for it. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. Uh, did you have any other Melonhead stuff you wanted to share? No, not really. I just was like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, don't like it. Also, mm. sorry, to pile on to the things that are bad about the, talking about the Melonheads. There was a article on, hmm, let's see, Damned Connecticut. There's a lot of like haunted Connecticut websites. There's like haunted Connecticut, weird Connecticut, abandoned Connecticut. It's probably because oh, of all the vampires. Yeah. Right. They're trying to throw people off the scent. They're like, ah, oh, it's yep. ghosts. Yep. So anyway, it was talking about uh, the name the Melonheads and connected it to the word Melangian hmm. and was like, oh, this is the same thing. Okay. Because like, oh, we're talking about people on the margins of society and the word has the same number of syllables and starts with an M. So it's obviously the same thing. No. So the Melungian were like mixed race people who lived in Appalachia. And like, there's not a lot of information about it exactly. Uh, but it's thought that they're like a mix of free people of color and like working and like, like poor white people and like Native Americans. And they were sort of very, very like close communities right but they have literally nothing to do with the rest of the melonhead story and also are like not even in kind of the right part of the country yeah like they're they're in like virginia north carolina and none of these stories take place there for the melonheads and so mostly this is me saying stop being lazy with your melonheads theories gosh someone was like uh being gross to disabled people isn't enough i need to be racist too yeah don't like it Uh uh-uh no Thank you. Yeah, fuck that. Yep, yep. We're just on on the record saying absolutely none of that here. Please and thank you. Goodbye. Yep. Well, job done. <laughs> Take it to the bank. I feel I feel gross cashing this check, but another one down, I yep. guess. <laughs> yep, but now we don't have to do it again. We've done it. Yeah. It's now, finished. Now, yeah. We didn't talk about the actual Melonheads that much because, again, it's mostly just making fun of disabled people. Yeah. We don't we don't do I'm, that here. I'm perfectly happy to have not talked about it very much at all. Yep, same. <sighs> same, same. Good job, us. Do you want to know what we're doing next month? Yes, please. The Dover Demon. Hell yeah. Yeah. I've been to Dover. Have I been I to have Dover? I have not been to I've Dover. Been, I've, I don't think I've been to Dover. That's the, is that where the, the channel crossing is? That's what they say. Sounds right. The cliffs? Something about cliffs? Oh yes, the White Cliffs of Dover. Yes. Oh, it's near Kent. That's the one. Is Dover yeah. like a specific yeah. town or is it like an area? It's a town. Hmm. 
I've not been mm. to Dover. No, I've I been to Kent. I... Dover's well in done. Kent, so you know. Congrats. Thank you. Thanks. It means a lot um, to me. Yeah. I thought that it's sounds cool. That sounds less ableist. Yep. Uh, hopefully that's the truth, and we won't be really disappointed in a month's time. <laughs> it's like, like Smash Cut Two oh, next no. month. We regret to inform you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We we do a lot of uh, pre-production work here at the Cryptid Zone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good lord. We don't. Uh, um, may, yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe we should like vet things. I have but, tried. I have started sort of looking at things so that we don't get too many similar ones in a row. Yeah, but that's as far as I've gone. Yeah. Then again, maybe you know, oh. it, it, it it it's part of our charm, or at least my charm is that. I'm yeah. very unprepared, and I'm just generally an idiot. You're very charming, and uh, I think that you bring a lot to, you know, just this conversation. Oh, thank you. <laughs> bring your musical skills, you know? Yeah, all, all those musical skills. <laughs> yeah, and the cat. She's eating. Yep. She's very cute. I don't think we have anything else to say about the melon heads. Nope, I'm done. <laughs> yep. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Yeah, I'm sorry that I have been such a train wreck this month. <laughs> I've enjoyed talking to you, so I'm sure people have enjoyed listening. Okay, all right. Well, we'll I see. Feel, I feel like I've been very like talk heavy this episode. Um, yeah, that's not that's not you though. That's me not <laughs> being able to form sentences. <laughs> uh. I think I might yeah, actually you know, be maybe sick. Maybe somebody downloaded this. Well, you might actually be what? Sick. I think I might actually be ill. Oh. I was just like, mm, at first I thought I was just tired, <laughs> but now I'm like still not feeling great. Yeah. I I mean, uh, I just, I, I'm worried that someone's downloaded the episode and been like, oh yeah, some of Jeremy Hughes's dulcet tones in my ears. And then, you know, was like, oh no, Lois is talking too much. So if that's the case, no, no I don't apologize. I don't, I don't think anyone has ever complained that they weren't hearing enough of me (laughs) you said that and now we're gonna get complaints so thanks whatever as long as you write your complaints (laughs) in the form of formal letters in tweets (laughs) that's right you can you can tweet them at us or our email is enter dot the at cryptid.zone yep you got Um, it nice yep yep, you can find us online i do check the email regularly so good because i do not yep (laughs) <laughs> yep so you can uh uh so yeah so you could that's where our twitter is you can email us you can find us individually on the internet uh-huh jeremy where can the good people find you if they want to see beautiful cat pictures and also maybe your face yeah well no sadly the selfie camera on my phone has stopped working so not so many face pics oh, no. these days yeah oh that's why my social media presence, I realized, was mostly selfies, because now that I can't take selfies, there aren't any tweets anymore. Uh, no. Yeah. Turns out I'm a real narcissist. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter, at KnifeWitch. You can find my Instagram, I guess, for cat pictures, at j.hughes. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, and you can follow me on Twitter at... I forgot my Twitter handle there for a second. My brain went to like my last three Twitter handles. You can't find me at any of those. Um, you can find me at Suppets Lois, which is S U P I T S L O I S. And then on Instagram, if you want, at uh, Probably Lois. Oh, mysterious. Um, 
I, I like that one of them, it's like, yep, Lois is definitely here. And the other one is like, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> is your Tumblr, yep. like, not Lois? It should be, but it's not. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I'm not changing it to that, because one of my things I like about Tumblr is that people can't find me. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> not that there's anything bad there. It's just like, I don't know. Okay, sure. My yep. time Whatever. to reblog gifts of Steve Rogers. Hell yeah. In peace. That's my favorite thing about Tumblr, too, is it's just, like, this weird dreamscape where, like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure if any people are on it or if it's just, like, this weird techno. I don't get Tumblr, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I've been on that website for far too many years and I don't really get it either, so. Yeah. I feel like maybe the reason why it works is because it doesn't work. Does that make sense? You know, because, like, if you could understand Tumblr the way you understand and master Mm. things like Twitter, maybe more people would be on it and it would be worse. Well, I think so, because, like, companies keep trying to buy it and, like, monetize it and it just doesn't work. Yeah. It defies, you know, the structure of any other social media. And that is what makes it so joyful. Yeah. Yeah. Makes you think. And by joyful, I mean just filled with gifts of Steve Rogers. Mm -hmm. Can't be monetized. Yeah. Well, follow us on Tumblr. No, don't do that. We don't have one. Is that no. it? Are we done? No, don't follow us there. Yes, we're finished. We can say goodbye now. Goodbye. goodbye Thank people. you. We love we you. We love you. Have a great day. Hugs and kisses. XOXO. Goodbye. Bye. XO. <laughs> Toodles.